Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now here's your host, Thomas Purcell. And welcome to the Liberty Never Sleeps Patriot Podcast, the most banned podcast on social media. And I'm your host, Thomas Purcell. You can follow the show at our website at libertyneversleeps.com, where you can find links to us on all the social media sites. The show is available to subscribe to also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. Make sure to subscribe to our show on one of these services and hit the little bell button to get daily updates. Remember, for only a $2 donation, you get access to all five audio shows every week. Good morning. I hope this isn't one of my last shows. The way people are talking on social media, trending now on Twitter, is the term civil war. There was a story on Fox News about threats of violence and dirty bombs against the FBI. This is insanity. It's insanity to even talk like that. You don't have any idea... What kind of madness a civil war would bring upon this country? Not to mention the fact that our enemies could exploit that to profound effect. An enemy like Iran or China or North Korea could set one off and people would blame each side and would precipitate it. So stop talking like it. Stop promoting it. The system works. That's why the liberals are trying to destroy the system. Because the system itself, with its checks and balances, with its votes, with its representative government, prevents that kind of action from ever being a credible threat. It is not credible to believe that one side or the other would want to precipitate a civil war. Because it will be fighting with World War I tactics and World War III weapons. The carnage would be incredible and there would be nothing left to build. So I want to put that out of people's minds right away. Because there's nobody more conservative than me. Alright? And if I'm saying no civil war, trust me. This notion that conservatives are trying to precipitate another, so that's nonsense. And it's our enemies launching an intelligence attack against this country that are trying to stoke those fires. Don't fall into that trap. We're going to talk about warrants and we're going to talk about policies and we're going to talk today about that maniac that attacked an FBI field office through a checkpoint, how stupid it was. And then I want to talk a little bit about nationalism and patriotism and things like that. But before we do that, I got to bring you some show updates. We've updated our website, put some new stuff on it. We've put a player for the show at the top of the website. So you can always just go right to libertyneversleeps.com and listen to the show because I'm preparing. Do you know why? Because YouTube went back a few years on my videos and posted a strike against my account, a second strike, but it wasn't. They said, no, we're not going to strike your account. We're going to remove this content because it contains medical misinformation. When I talked about what I was doing to lose weight and how well it worked for me, and how type 2 diabetes is reversible with the proper diet and exercise and game plan, and they went off on me. 
But they said, well, we're not going to put a, a penalty. We're not going to put a penalty on you because it was so long ago. And it was, in effect, you've already got one. You have a community strike. I was supposed to be able to post videos to YouTube in 24 hours. They now said, well, because of this second strike, we're not going to do handle your account in an ordinary way. I go, well, what are you going to do? We're just going to ban you until November 6th, the day before the election. And so, I mean, they're literally staring me in the face and telling me we're going to fuck you up. Because we don't want you talking about conservative politics before this election. We don't want you speaking the truth. We want to censor you. Except they don't know. What they don't know is I haven't been posting on YouTube for years. I've been using Rumble. And people have been listening to my videos. Occasionally I post a best of Never Never Sleeps and then direct people to my website. I no longer post videos on YouTube. I was a couple times just to give people a taste of it. But I cannot post on YouTube until the day before the election. Can you believe this? I, they just picked a random date. Oh, it's just random. We just, yeah, right. They do not want people hearing this show. That's the message I got. They don't want people hearing about small government, low taxes, low regulations, and a free people. They don't want to hear no to violence, but they're perfectly willing to let people post on YouTube's all kinds of hate, all kinds of violent threats, as we have seen with these mass shooters. But God forbid somebody talk in a sensible voice about the merits of small government. Oh, no, can't have that. Or the merits of taking care of your health, like losing weight and getting off medications and stop eating poison that's in the stores labeled as food. God forbid somebody tell the truth. So I wanted to let you know on an update on that. The show is on my own server. I have everything archived. If everybody were to ban me, like Gab, I mean, God, I, I can't imagine Gab banning me. I can't imagine Rumble banning me. But if, if that should happen, I've planned for it. I have my own server. You can listen to it always directly through LibertyNeverSleeps.com. You can listen to Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker. Never had problems with any of them because I put warnings on the show. I speak in truth. And usually on these platforms, they're pretty fair-minded. But you go on social media sites like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You, you, it's, like, you got, it's like walking on landmines or walking on eggshells. You, you, you never know what's going to trigger them. So anyway, as I was saying, with this warrant on the Trump and Mar-a-Lago, it's now coming out that, yes, they were indeed in discussions with lawyers, with, with NARA, the National Archive, about these documents. Trump had said, well, I declassified them. NARA says, well, you didn't on this, this, and this, or you didn't do it appropriately. And there was some discussions, and everybody was meeting and talking. And in the meantime, Nara says, well, at least you got to secure them. And he did. Built a safe. Put it in a safe place in the house where it couldn't be gotten to. Like anybody could get into Mar-a-Lago anyway with all the secret service surrounding it. Like somebody could, oh, it's just left in a house. Yeah, well, it's not just a house, is it? It's a fortified estate with guarded by secret service because he's the next president. Suffice it to say, he took appropriate precautions. And out of the blue... The Department of Justice decides to raid it. Well, there's a problem with that. Because they were in discussions, it's all protected by attorney-client privilege. You can't indict on that warrant, as I said. First of all, it's a general warrant. It's a fishing expedition. It's clear now. They didn't find anything either. They went into Mar-a-Lago. They seized the four boxes or five boxes or whatever the frig it was. And they didn't find anything else. And they were disappointed and they were mad. So Garland comes out after a few days with a carefully worded statement that was obviously written for him. Uh, I did it. He fell on his sword. I did it. Nobody else. The Biden administration didn't order it. It's not political. Thus assuring in everyone's minds it was political. And everyone got upset and angry. Understandably that the Department of Justice had been politicized. It's no wonder people are angry. It's no wonder people are yelling at each other in social media. 
Then the FBI comes out, well, I'm worried about the safety of the FBI. Safety of the FBI agents, they, they're in armed compounds, surrounded by bulletproof glass and armor and automatic weapons. I'm not worried about FBI agents. I'm worried about us. I'm worried about 87,000 armed IRS agents with the power to, to, to seize my accounts and putting a gun to my head to do it. That's what I'm worried about. And they haven't addressed it. Instead, they've said, we're worried about the FBI agents. And then lo and behold, out of the blue, some guy decides he's going to attack an FBI office with a nail gun. Apparently, he thought it was going to break through the bulletproof glass. And I said, well, no one, I mean, whoever this guy is, he's an idiot. He's, an obvious, he's obviously mentally ill, shooting at an FBI office. And, and of course, naturally, the FBI chase him down and kill him after a six-hour standoff in the cornfield, which I had questions about on Friday's podcast. If you were a donor, I explained the questions I had. But now something even more terrifying has come out. The guy is a former FBI guy. He worked for the FBI. And interestingly enough, he worked in what? Classified documents. So 72 hours after the FBI says we found classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and Donald Trump, the ex-president, says, no, you didn't. You found some documents that were in discussions with NARA and you searched my wife's closet. After they were saying that, after they were saying that FBI, they produce a guy who actually handles classified documents of the FBI and he turns up dead. What a coincidence, huh? Doesn't that, I mean, doesn't that ring alarm bells? I'm not saying it's a, a conspiracy theory or that he, the FBI planted evidence or anything like that. I don't want you to even think of that. But it's an awful coincidence that the guy who shoots up an IFBI office, who thinks that a nail gun is going through the bulletproof glass, has obviously been in one of these headquarters and knows these buildings and knows what kind of security is. Isn't it odd that he also happens to be a guy who gets shot in a cornfield after a six-hour standoff and handles classified documents for the, for the FBI? Isn't that a coincidence? Isn't that something else? I mean, what are the odds of that? Now, I said this about... The ta the, do you remember the, the attack in Knoxville where the guy blew up a van and it had all kinds of electronic equipment in it and it like shorted out everything and blew everything? And I said, well, that's odd. Don't you think that's awfully like, odd? It would just happen to be the junction which linked into all these election sites. Don't, don't you think that's an odd coincidence, huh? Same thing. Just one of those things where you just got to go, man, it's like they're laughing in your face. They're lying right to you, and they're laughing at face. Ah, see, you'll buy anything. You'll believe anything. I'd like somebody to investigate it. That's all I'm asking. Investigate his background. Investigate the social media account. Apparently, this guy had a social media account on Truth Social, which is Donald Trump's social media site, and was posting all kinds of violent things that would get you banned 24 hours anywhere else, and said, I don't have accounts on Twitter anymore or Facebook or any of these other places because I was banned. He got banned on Rumble, he claimed, on his profile. But he was perfectly willing to do all these kind of violent thoughts and suggest things on truth. And Truth Social says, we never heard of the guy, and I don't understand how he could come on our website and post all this stuff and not get banned. And don't you think that's a little odd? I want an investigation. Think there won't be. There won't be any investigation into his background when you get some cock and bull story about why some guy who obviously does all this stuff goes crazy, goes mental, and decides something completely suicidal as a solution. That he was completely sane right up until he broke because he was working fairly recently within the FBI, they say. Don't you think that's kind of odd? I, that, that, I'm not suggesting anything other than I want an investigation. I want somebody to look at that. I want somebody to look at his background. I want somebody to look at all this stuff. That's just a bunch of coincidences, don't you think? The guy that handles FBI classified material suddenly turns up dead 72 hours after they find classified material at Mar, supposedly classified material at Mar-a-Lago. And now they're, they're saying on the news, well, you know, we've had these threats of a dirty bomb. And we've had these other threats. And I'm like, holy shit. They're actually threatening us that something worse could happen if you don't sit down and shut up and take it.
And I'm worried. I'm worried about all these crazy people that are out there that'll get triggered by it. And I'm worried about our enemies like the Iranians and the Chinese and North Korea who would like nothing better than a civil war in this country. And then while we were all fighting it, they would take Taiwan and half of Europe. Man, oh man. And, and you know, the liberals are just playing into it. Everyone's talking about civil war. Everyone, everyone. I, I don't know of any single credible conservative that wants one. I see all the liberals talking about it. All the liberals on Twitter talking about, hey, you know, let's do, it's good time. All you're going to do with violent action is you're going to trigger the left and you're going to give them what they want. A reason and an excuse to hunt down and exterminate conservatives. Because that's what they want to do. AOC has said it herself. We need re-education camps. It's, it's coming to a head. It's, I'm telling you, it's coming to a head. And unless people start to act reasonably, we're going to end that way. I, I want to talk about that because everyone's now talking about the dangers of nationalism. And I want to talk about the definitions. We'll be right back after this brief break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's been a lot of talk about nationalism, about the dangers of nationalism. And they always point to Nazism. Never point to communism, never point to China or any of these other countries. They point to Nazism. They weren't nationalists. They were socialists. I want to read the de definition here. Identification with one's own nation and support for its interests, especially to the exclusion or detriment of other interests of other nations. Well, that doesn't sound like nationalism to me. That sounds like patriotism. As President of the United States or as a member of Congress, you should be interested in protecting the interests of the United States, not the interests of world or globalist interests. It's not, nationalism is not fascism either. Fascism is entirely different. You know what fascism is? Fascism is a government and economic policy in which government entrenches itself within private industry and controls it through regulatory process or political process. They put political officers on the board of directors and then they tell the business what to do and how to operate within the confines of what's in the best interest of the nation. That's fascism. Sounds an awful like, like liberalism to me too, doesn't it? So nationalism and all of the websites have been pumping out information. Oh, nationalism. All you Republicans are nationalists. No, we're patriots. We believe in the law and we believe in the Constitution, which is designed around limited government. It is not designed around interference by government in private interests. Virtually every industry now is regulated by the federal government, either through the labor board relations or through direct interventionism, through regulatory behavior. 
As a matter of fact, got something here. Just this week, a judge, which is a member of government, has said that the Obama-era restrictions on coal mining on federal lands is now being enforced, that, that you can't suspend it, that it has to be an act of Congress. Well, that, that may or may not be true, but you understand that Joe Manchin is from West Virginia, and he has been fighting the Inflation Protection Act up until recently, and they probably gave him assurances that there were rules in the Inflation Protection Act that wouldn't affect West Virginia. Oh, we'll give you this pipeline, and we'll give you these, oil, these coal leases. And Manchin said, okay, it won't affect me that much, so I'll vote for it because I, I want some of these other things that are in the policy. And then as soon as they can get a committal from him for a vote, a judge somewhere rules, oh, yeah, but that coal mining that's going on in federal lands, that's got to stop. That's got to be regulated. That is fascism. That is a fascist mentality. What does Elizabeth Warren say all the time? You didn't build that. You have no private property rights. Your business is not your own. Fascism again. Communism, too. Karl Marx didn't believe in property rights. So who's the fascist here? Who's the fact? The guy who says, I believe in America and the, in the, what's written in the Constitution as defined by the framers of our Constitution? Or is it the people that say, no, government has to do everything and government has to control everything. And if you say anything that opposes us, we're going to censor you and we're going to call you a Nazi and a fascist. That's why they call conservatives Nazis. Because they know it's such a heinous thing. But the strong government it was never, was never something that came from the conservative movement. It was always less government. And they always point to what? Oh, you're telling women what to do with their vagina. No, we're not. The federal government has no interest in abortion rights anymore. It's left to the state government. And each individual state, right and left, red and blue, can decide what's best for them. That's not fascism. That's not Nazism. That's, in fact, democracy, where each individual community decides for itself how it best wants to run their lives. It is a de-emphasization of the federal government. Fascism is a re-emphasization of the federal government. And so round and round we go. It is not wrong to believe that your interest, the United States are of more importance to you than globalist interests or the rest of the world. I'm not interested in what France thinks or what's best for France with our policies. I'm interested in what's best for America. And if it comes at the detriment of France, well, then France better get its act together. I believe in what the Constitution says. Word for word, it is a set of laws and it is a set of restrictions on the federal government. The Bill of Rights doesn't grant you freedoms. The Bill of Rights is a list of restrictions of what government can't do or what your fellow Americans can't do. The right of gun ownership, the right of the freedom of speech, the right of privacy, such as in search warrants, the right not to incriminate yourself, such as taking the Fifth Amendment. All of these things have been under assault with Donald Trump. They have come after him step by step, stripping him, him of his constitutional rights. Now, does that mean, oh, we've got to do something about it? Well, yes, you do. It's called the ballot box. And I don't want to hear anymore about how the ballot box doesn't work. You know how I know it works? And you know how I know that the system works because the Democrats are always trying to change it and they're always trying to invent it and they're trying to alter the rules by which we use the ballot box. So obviously they're afraid of it. That's why they go after the Constitution. That's why they go after freedom of speech by getting all their cohorts into social media companies and shutting people down. And we need more of that. We need more people speaking up and more people defending the system. And this is why I have told you year after year the system, the system, the system, laws, legislation. When we had a problem with a virus called COVID and many people felt their rights were being threatened by governor's emergency declaration, I go, the solution is not 
revolution or fighting back or shooting. The solution is removing the ability for a government to seize power in the form of a governor, a governor's emergency order. Those laws still exist on almost every state. Not one state has repealed those laws because people on the Republican side, well, I want to keep because we may have to do that in this state. I don't care. And yes, people may suffer as a result of it. People might even die. But freedom isn't free. And you need to defend the system. And everyone's up in everybody's face now. Everybody's, oh, civil war, let's get it on. Ooh, I'm not afraid of those liberals. Civil war is when families fight families. Friends fight each other. It is not for the lighthearted, and it is not anything to be considered. Your neighbor will fight you. Your brother will fight you. Your sister your aunts and your uncles will be fighting across battle lines, shooting to kill. Do you want that? How many people in your family feel different than you do? How many people in your family feel the same as you do? That's what it'll come to because that's what it came to last time. And interestingly enough, over a very similar argument, the definition of where a federal government's lines should be drawn. And what happened? It is the most calamitous event in United States history. More Americans died in the Civil War than any other war. People were fighting each other. Lives were lost. Systems were broken down. Famine. Economic hardship. Deaths from sickness, illness were manifest. The entire system, and today our system is much more technology-based and much more interdependent on each other thing. A civil war would break that down. And the, back then, at least you had battle lines. You had the North and the South. You don't have that anymore. You've got blue states up against red states, up against purple states. It will be mayhem. I, I don't understand this. I really don't. Being prideful of your nation, of its accomplishments, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong in believing that the United States and its systems and its way of life and its culture are superior to others and then promoting that idea in other nations. Instead, what do we do? Oh, France does this better. Germany does that better. We fought a war in 1776 to say no to tax collectors and to say no to England and France and everybody else. That was the point of it, that we were going to do things differently. And I got to tell you, after 200 some odd years, we certainly have. We were certainly right. They're all coming to us to defend them now. Oh, you got to come over here and help us with the Russians. Oh, you got to help us with the Chinese. Got to help us, got to help us, got to help us. Everything, every time something goes wrong, everyone picks up the phone in the United States. And, we, and amazingly, we do it. We're the most generous nation in the world. And what do we get for it? Heartache. We get told we're doing it wrong. Not enough people defend America because they're afraid to. Because people have been told, oh, nationalism is a terrible thing. It's what happened led to Germany. No, it wasn't. What led to Germany was too much government. What led to Germany was a planned economy, was fascism and race hatred, saying that people are different by the color of their skin or by their thoughts and ideas, which is what the Jewish religion is, a different idea, a different set of beliefs, a different set of ideologies than other people have. In America, we built it on tolerance that each person could worship things of their own. We put it in our First Amendment, religious freedom. So people who say that Republicans are Nazis, are nationalists. They don't know what they're talking about, to put it plainly. They're ignorant of history. They're ignorant of what has happened in the world and don't understand they're being led by the nose by a bunch of people who want to bring fascism to this country or communism or other big government isms, which we don't need and our framers were terrified of. And for good reason. Let's talk about a story, Sam and Rushdie, a second. We'll be right back after this brief break. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, on Friday, on Friday's show, if you're a $2 a, a week, a, a month donor, I was just talking about that, believe it or not. <clears throat> it's a small audience that donates. It's just a coincidence, right? I was talking about Salmon Rushdie, and I said, you know, it was, it was in reference to John Bolton. John Bolton has been very vocal about Iranian fatwa or bounties placed on people to kill them. John Bolton's one of them. The Iranian regime and Islamic fundamentalists, not the Muslim religion, I want to be clear about that, wanted him dead. For good reason. He's always talking to the presidents and wanting to bomb him. So I understood it. I'm not saying it's right or anything. Salman Rushdie wrote a book called The Satanic Verses and I mentioned it. I said, you know, Salman Rushdie's had a bounty on his head for 30 years. Nobody called about war for Iran because of that. You're dealing with Islamic fundamentalists. They want to kill everybody. That's really what they do. Every time somebody says something that insults Islamic extremism, these guys get a hair up their ass and issue bounties. Not too many have been collected. There have been. There most certainly have been. It's a very real incredible threat, but it's certainly not something you go to war over. Salman Rushdie got stabbed by what appears to be an Islamic fundamentalist. He had been posting things online, extremist ideals. It just seems like I, I don't understand. You know, getting back to our original story, I don't understand how these guys can post these kind of things. You should have read some of this stuff, death threats and that kind of thing. How can they post it and I and then nothing goes on? They they stay on Twitter and they stay on Facebook for years. But I simply put a a a, a story about my health. And what worked for me, and all of a sudden I'm getting a band until election day. Sam and Rushdie. So in regards to him and the and the quote unquote fatwa on his head, you know, Larry David made made a great humor out of that whole thing with, with Fatwa. They put a fatwa on Larry David's head. And if you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's a great show. I swear to God, Larry David and me were alike. The same weird things happen to me that happened to Larry David. For oddball reasons, we have the same way of approaching things and, and the same way of just somehow insulting people when we don't mean to. Sam and Rushdie stabbed in the neck. I think it was his liver was damaged. He's going to lose sight in one eye. Bad attack. When are we going to have a conversation about Islamic fundamentalism? The Department of Justice says, oh, you domestic terrorists are all the problem. And I'm like, what domestic terrorists? I haven't seen any. And I, I'm pretty I'm pretty well juiced in the conservative community. I haven't seen any. Everyone I talk to is like, well, we got to do something about the liberals. Well, what, what kind of laws can we pass? What kind of what, voter ID laws? Yes, I'm always fighting 
to remove emergency powers from governors and things like that. That's how I've, I've everybody I talk to, maybe I'm just not in that community, right? When are we going to have a conversation about Islamophobia and about Islamic fundamentalism? Because every time you talk about it and you suggest that somehow there are some aspects of this religion which encourage people to behave like this. This kid was only 24, which means he was only what? 20, he was only, what, two years old during 9-11? So he's been radicalized since 9-11. This is not from, you know, years ago. When are we going to have a conversation about that? Salmon Rushdie's laying in a hospital. He almost died. And there may be people trying to get him now. When are we going to talk about the threat of Islamic fundamentalism to world peace? I want that conversation. Everyone's worried about being, you don't want to get labeled Islamophobic. I'm not Islamophobic. I've, I've been very vocal about this. I have worked with Muslims. I had them as friends. I had clients, a number of clients. Never, I never even crossed my mind to be afraid or in whatever situation it was. Never, what didn't even occur to me. And yet, if I talk about Islamic fundamentalism, you get immediately labeled as Islamophobic. Oh, you're afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them. I want to talk about the reality of it. We have a nation which is acting like a rogue nation, threatening people and funding worldwide terrorism. What are we going to do about it? I'm not suggesting we need to bomb them like John Bolton. John Bolton's like, well, let's go get him. He don't care. He didn't have to fight it. No, I want to talk about it in the terms of the United Nations. Why are they sitting on the Human Rights Council? Why do they even have a seat, for instance, why do we recognize Iran as a nation, but not Taiwan? That's another question I want answered. Why do we recognize countries like Cuba and Iran, but refuse to recognize independent, free-loving nations, democratic nations, people who believe in the same ideals that we do? That's what I would like to know. Who's going to answer? Well, the assassin probably will for attempted murder. But we need to have that conversation more, more deeply. Why did he do it? Well, there's a $3 million bounty on Salman Rushdie's head. Why are we in negotiations with Iran, a country who has put that bounty up and has not removed it, even in light of what's been going on? Why do we have a, why are we negotiating with a terrorist nation? I thought we don't get, I don't thought, I thought we don't uh, negotiate with terrorists. Apparently we do, and I can tell you why. Because European nations have been doing business with Iran, most notably in fossil fuels. Russia's been doing grand business with Iran. China does business with Iran. All the people that don't believe in American ideals are doing business with Iran, and Iran certainly doesn't. Iran won't even acknowledge the right of the Jewish people to have their own state. Can you imagine such a thing? Last time I checked, that was an aspect of Nazism. And yet, the Republican Party, Donald Trump, recognized Jerusalem and put our embassy there when no other president would. But he's called the Nazi. But the Iranians, who refuse to even acknowledge their right to exist, we do business with them. We sign deals. We release money to them. And then we pay back interest to them at the expense of the world economy. So if you see people that get upset about this. Me, notably. I have been very upset about these things and talk about it freely. It's no wonder Money is being poured into Ukraine, into weapons of high technology and expensive design. And yet we're not tracking it. We don't know where it's going, where they're going to turn up. And then in the next breath, you talk about, oh, yeah, there might be a civil war. People are talking civil war. Really? Don't you think it's a coincidence? Don't you realize this nation is under attack from intelligence services by enemy nations? Don't you realize that their attacks always are trying to compromise the very system 
that you say you believe in? Don't you get it? When are you going to wake up? You're being played both right and left. They're getting us to fight each other instead of discussing things at a negotiating table and talking down and speaking facts, calling each other names. I just had to ban somebody today from my personal Facebook page because she got personal with me rather than discussing a very serious subject, which I, interestingly enough, I'm going to talk about here in a minute. I had a banner. I said, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate that. Name calling, accusations. We are a civilized nation. We don't cut each other's throats when we're angry. That's what tribal cultures do. That's what second and third rate countries do. We don't do that. I don't understand why we can't talk about Islamic fundamentalism as being a world problem. Everyone's afraid of it. How many times do we have to have a terrorist attack for you not to have this conversation? How many times? Iran is the root of the problem. Has been since 77, since Jimmy Carter encouraged the Shah of Iran to allow that asshole Ayatollah Khomeini to go back to that country and build an Islamic Republic there. And now we're allowing Afghanistan to do the very same thing. Joe Biden and Jimmy Carter, two of a kind. People used to talk about how Obama was Jimmy Carter. I said, no, no, he wasn't. Obama had some sense to him. Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter is Joe Biden. They were friends. Joe Biden was the first senator to recognize Jimmy Carter's candidacy for the presidency. It's the same policies, and guess what? Same results. Chaos in the Middle East, foreign policy disaster, gas problems, massive inflation, joblessness, lost another 400,000 jobs. The jobs report came out and they said, oh no, it's going up. No, it actually didn't. We still haven't even gotten back to pre-COVID letters. 400,000 people last month declared unemployment. For the first time, it ticked up. Unemployment ticked up. Even though the jobs report was good, unemployment ticked up. You know why? Because the recession is now beginning. I say it's already begun. We're not talking about things that are real, relative, and a threat to the United States. Threats to the United States include communist empires such as China, totalitarian states such as Russia, and Islamic fundamentalist states such as Iran. And until you recognize that, and until you take the proper measures such as securing your borders, launching an counterintelligence effort and recognizing it as such, this is going to continue because they are going to use their money and their influence in our society to get each other to fight with each other instead of discussing things rationally. And I can't believe the FBI, of all people, would announce, oh yeah, we've got threats of a dirty bomb. You're going to encourage these nations to do something like that. Just like you encourage people, oh, there's threats on the FBI, threats on the FBI. Sure enough, 24 hours later. Let's stop with the politics today. I want to talk about another story, which was just a small story and everybody's cheering and I go, you're missing what's really going on. We'll be right back after this brief break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I know I'm going to get heat on this. Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret models are called angels. They made a big thing out of it, made them a ton of money. They created a mystique about, which essentially is lingerie shop, bras, women's underthings, right? I mean, this is like one of the oldest industries in the world. Lingerie, which is supposed to make men attracted more to their wives. That's really what it is. It's like, who's Vicky? What's the big secret, right? I really don't care. And those models were like, blow your mind. You talk about Hollywood actresses look good. These models were, you know, the typical model look. Long, lanky, blonde hair in most cases. And it was a thing. The Victoria's Secret catalog was a thing. The stores were always packed. Somehow along the way, it went in a direction which I don't understand what the business purpose of it is. They started having transgender models. They started putting people that were plus sized and overweight. I'm sorry, but it's not a, that's not sexually attractive to me. And I would think that a lot of men are probably not that attracted to heavy set. I know there's a certain crowd that does. But that's their business. If they want to do that, that's fine. If they think that that's going to bring in lingerie customers, they say, well, our, most of our women are plus-size models. Yeah, but the whole, mystery, the whole mystery of Victoria's Secret was, hey, wear our lingerie and you won't look like a buffalo, okay? That's the whole thing. You'll look like these supermodels. You look, so, you look great. See these models? They look so great in our lingerie. You could buy this lingerie in our stores and you could look great too. That's the, that's the scam. They missed it. Whatever. Don't ruin your business. It's your business to There was a story about an autistic girl, or I should say Down syndrome. I think that's what it is. That's what it was. That became a model for Victoria's Secret. Okay. If she wants to become a model, that's great. I'll, I'm all for it. Go ahead. But I pointed out that an autistic model in a category of what is Essentially, sexual titillation is inappropriate. If a woman decides to expose herself physically or exploit her own body for money or for sexual titillation, like on those OnlyFans sites, whatever, that's her decision. It's her body empowers her. Ayn Rand was a big fan of, of, male mo of female models and Marilyn Monroe. She's nothing more empowering than a woman using her body to get power over men and getting money and fame and whatnot. Okay. But you understand that people with this affliction or born this way may not be completely understanding of what they're doing. Now, she says she's very high performing and what? Okay. But the very fact that we're taking advantage of someone who may not be entirely all there because of her illness, her genetic disorder, is an exploitation which I'm not comfortable with. It's not something that's going to attract me to buy that catalog either or those products. It's taking advantage of them. Now, somebody pointed out, oh, you're okay with the sexual exploitation of somebody who looks good or is more attractive. I go, yeah, because they're completely knowledgeable of what they're doing. Somebody who is, may have issues with their intelligence may not be. That's wrong. There's a second aspect to it. One that was brought up in the book, Ayn Rand's Fountainhead. It's called Elevation of Mediocrity. When you see something like a great actor or a great architecture or a great building of a magnificent design or a beauty, a beautiful art picture such as Van Gogh's irises, it's celebrated for its 
artistic beauty, its greatness, its uniqueness. That's why you value a Van Gogh picture that much. But there's this narrative with art that we could just put anything up there and it's art. It's not. It's not greatness. When society determines something great, it's done through valuation, through accolades, trophies, money valuing an art. For instance, a Van Gogh painting is one of the most expensive paintings in the world. It's valued most highly. When you say that something that is not attractive or not beautiful or not the best questionable quality is the same as something that is, it's elevating something that is mediocre to a higher level. And therefore, it makes everything lower. In the book, The Fountainhead, Howard Rourke is a great architect, designs unique buildings, fabulous buildings. Ayn Rand wrote the script herself in addition to the book. Gary Cooper, I believe, played the, uh, no, was it Gary Cooper? No, it was, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Howard Rourke was his great architect. And the paper, the newspaper in his city, hated him because he was so great. A guy by the name of Jonathan Toomey on the paper. He was the paper's architectural critic. And he was constantly denigrating Rourke's work. He says, no, no, no. That's garbage. You need Greek columns. And you need what every other building looks like. And that's what greatness is. Getting along with everybody and going along with the crowd and doing what we say, the critics say. And then it came to a head. Howard Rourke designs a building, but he's been blackballed by the industry. And he gets his friend, another architect, to put his name on it so they can get made. Because he loved doing this building, wanted this building called the Fountainhead. And this weaker architect allowed Jonathan Toomey and others to put their rubber stamp on it, put Greek columns on it, and it needs more balconies. And essentially crapped it up. And Howard Rourke decides to blow the building up and says, intellectual property is mine. And Jonathan Toomey makes the argument, no, intellectual property is not yours. You didn't own that. You didn't build it. How could you build that building without us builders, without us architects, without us critics? You must do and you must accede to our demands. That's what's going on with this Victoria's Secret model. You got to do it because it's woke. Because not only do perfect blonde and brunettes not only they can be models, but anyone can be a model. The overweight, the obese, the autistic, in this case. It's not her. More power to her. If she wants to do that, that's fine. But you understand that she would be used as a political pawn to somehow lower and cheapen your standards of what you want of what you appreciate, the people themselves. And what they're saying is, no, we're the arbiters of what is great in our society. That your intellectual thoughts, superior to the, the rest of the bunch, are somehow not your own. And Rourke made a brilliant case in a courtroom about why he had the right to destroy the building. No, he says, this is my work. And this is my intellect and my designs. And therefore, I own it uniquely. Of course, in a real courtroom, you'd lose. But the book is an idealistic. And Ayn Rand used to talk about the elevation of mediocrity quite a bit. And she pointed out that the communists were good at this. They would say, no, you wealthy people are the problem. You have too much money. No, you great intellects who come up with the, all these great ideas. You're the problem. Mao himself exterminated most of the intelligent people in China because they wouldn't agree to changing their narratives about what is true and not. Much in the same way in our education system we do it now today. We say that the professor that says something different than what is the accepted norm, that you need to use he and they as profound pronouns. You can't even speak the language. That's why they're always trying to redefine the language. You're not allowed to say this. You're not allowed to say that. You can only say what is approved by us critics, by us experts. 
I would advise you to do more research on you. Look up the elevation of mediocrity and what Ayn Rand said about it. Made a brilliant point. It's the essentially the participation trophy of anything. No, we who build the buildings with the Greek columns, we're the ones who are willing to tell you. We need to move on. We're running out of time. I want to talk a little bit about celebrities before we wrap up the show. We'll be right back today after this brief message. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, Anne Heche is gone. I'm sure you heard. That's a sad story. Apparently there were drugs, whatever, in her system. She'd been having issues. A lot of emotional pain. When you, when you go through this kind of thing, addiction and whatever, a lot of emotional pain. And everybody's going nuts. Oh, Anne Heche was a great actress. Well, I, I don't remember ever being a great actress. She was such a great actress. How come her film, films weren't selling? Right? She may have been a good actress. I don't know. I never saw it in any show, so I'm not going to criticize it. But she's not great because she died young. She's great if your acting skills were right. I leave it to you to make that decision. I leave it to society to make that decision. It's possible she was an unappreciated genius. I mean, fuck. Unappreciated genius, it's, all, it's almost a cliche, isn't it? But everyone's making a big deal about Anne Hage. What about the woman's house she ran over? She ran into a woman's house and destroyed her belongings. Apparently, the woman had been living there a lifetime. Only her neighbor came, ponied up the money. Why haven't we seen any stories about the, the tragic destruction of her house by a drug-addled Anne H? It's a, I don't know what it is about our society, but it seems like that we seem to put celebrity status above reality. The reality is that Ann H. was messed up. She had problems. I feel bad for her, but reality and facts don't care about your feelings, as Ben Shapiro said. You know, fact is she had substances inside her that made her behave bizarrely. The toxicology report came back, cocaine miscrust to fentanyl. Another death from fentanyl, from Chinese fentanyl, by the way. Another situation in which our government has failed us in protecting the border, but that's for another day, that discussion. I've, like I said, I feel bad for her, but I feel worse for the person who has to carry on now who's lost a lifetime of belongings because the house burned down. It took an hour to put out the fire. Everything in the house was destroyed. Thank God the woman was out in the, just happened to be out in the backyard when this actress plowed into our home. It's like the Alec Baldwin story. He refuses to admit that he was the wronged party. He was wrong. He said in a number of interviews, I didn't pull the trigger. The, the forensic report from the sheriff says there is no way that the gun could have fired without him pulling the trigger. And everyone's going, poor Alec Baldwin. Why would he be poor Alec Baldwin? He was negligent on the production. He hired somebody that wasn't qualified for the job, and the person didn't take control of the ammunition on the set. They put an ammunition, a gun in his hand, and he fired it directly at somebody when anyone with a, with a half a brain would have checked the, the gun or at least not fired it directly at somebody. It's negligence. It's it maybe criminal. It's up to a jury to decide. Why hasn't he been charged? Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. I'm sure that he didn't intend to kill anybody. But there are laws called accidental manslaughter or negligent manslaughter. Well, you did something that ordinary person would have known not to do. And that's for a courtroom to decide. I remember when John Landis, John Landis was a great director. 
They had a scene with Vic Morrow, a great actor, another great one we lost. And they were filming a scene and the helicopter had, in order to film it, had to come in really low. It was a scene where he was running with a, a Vietnamese child or something. I don't know what, Twilight Zone the movie. And he was running and the helicopters were overhead and it was a very difficult shot because there was a lot of stuff going on. You know, you had the camera helicopter and then you had the stunt helicopter, which was flying. And there was some mixed signals. And the pilot said, I don't want to go that low. I don't want to go near him. That's potentially risky. I could hit that other copter or whatnot, where the other copter could be affected by my wind. I don't know what the story was. But John Landis said, no, no, go ahead. It's safe. And so the copter did so. And as a result, there was an accident and Vic Morrow was killed. John Landis didn't intend for anybody to get hurt. If he had thought that that was a real possibility, he never would have done that. But that doesn't matter. He was convicted of negligence, as Alec Baldwin should be, in my opinion. But that's, again, for a jury to decide. His story is not true. He says, I didn't pull the trigger. Yes, he did. Undoubtedly. The forensic evidence doesn't lie. Facts. It's a double-action revolver. Can't fire it by dropping it on the ground, can't fire it accidentally, it requires a trigger pull. Simple. Everybody knew it, everybody said it right away. There were all kinds of videos, amateur people who know about guns, I don't, I don't pretend to be. I have a rudimentary knowledge. I do know I would never point the gun at somebody, loaded or unloaded, unless I intended to shoot them. That's just me. Maybe because I grew up in a house with guns, so I know something about them. I know that they don't fire on their own, and I know you don't point it at anybody, ever, unless it's in a situation where you want to destroy whatever you, you aim at. But Alec Baldwin isn't the gun person. We all know that. And I know he didn't want to hurt anybody. I wouldn't suggest that. But there have to be penalties for that. The armorer on the set, I got to tell you, is probably facing criminal charges as well. Your job is to make sure that there are no live round on the set so these kind of accidents can't happen. I haven't seen anybody taken into custody. If it was you or I or anybody else that was playing with a gun in the house, you'd be in jail that night. If you were playing around with your gun in your house and you shot your wife or your neighbor who was sitting at the table with you, you'd be in jail tonight and you would face charges. Oh, you might get out on bail, and, but you would have to present a case of negligent homicide to a judge and to a jury. Why hasn't Alec Baldwin? Why hasn't Alec Baldwin faced the charge of lying to the police when they asked him, did you fire the gun? Did you, did you pull the trigger? How'd this happen? I didn't fire it. Typical narcissist. Can't admit his own fault. Maybe he'd been told by Lars, don't admit to it because then you're done. Well, that may be. But you can't misrepresent the truth. You can't lie to a police officer about what you did or didn't do, as the case may be. It's like no one wants to admit, right? H was out of control. Doesn't want to admit, doesn't want to talk about the cocaine and the fentanyl in her system. Why was she doing with it? I, I feel bad. I, look, it's, this is not a sympathy thing. This is facts. She was careless, drove her car into a house. I want to talk about the real victims. I want to talk about the people that Alec Baldwin shot, and I want to talk about the person's house they were burned down. I understand there's a GoFundMe for this woman. I would advise you to look it up. If you got a few extra bucks, give it to them. They need it. Alec Baldwin and H don't need your caring. Because everyone wants to make an issue of it. I care. See, I care. I'm making this social media post. I'm going to bring candles and, and flowers to Ann H's grave. And I'm going to support, write letters to Alec Baldwin. So fuck it. I want a, somebody to write support letters to the people they killed or injured or damaged. Those are the people we need to care about. Maybe I'm just a hard ass. Maybe. If so, that's fine. It's not like it's been the first time I've been accused of it. We're out of time. Again. I hope you enjoyed this show. Now, this is Monday's show. We're not going to have a show Wednesday. I have business Tuesday night, which will take me away from the microphone. I'm sorry about that, but there's things going on here. I have to take care of family. So I'm going to take a day off. Might be a second day later in the week. Depends. Then... 
I'll be back full time until Labor Day. We've postponed our vacation until Labor Day weekend. So I'll be taking off the week before Labor Day, that Monday through Friday, through Labor Day weekend, and then I'll be back on Wednesday. No show on Tuesday because I'll be still gone on Labor Day, the uh, day, a holiday. I just tape it on Tuesday night, so I'll be back on Wednesday after Labor Day. But that week before Labor Day and the Labor Day weekend itself, I'll be gone. Of course, I'll be still around. I've got to do. I've, and as for YouTube, I have deleted everything except the best of. Just the, the five-minute clips, some other things, best of show kind of things that don't, that don't involve politics or talk about things that are, that are not controversial at all. Like, hey, listen, we need to support Donald Trump or uh, we need to talk about what happened to me at a movie theater one day, that kind of stuff. YouTube's dead to me and nothing. Anyone that says they're going to ban you until Election Day and then they deny that it's not political, you're out of your friggin' mind. And I'm not allowing them to make money on my content anymore. I don't make a dime on YouTube. They do. They run ads on my shows. And they make money off my content. Not anymore. Sorry. I've shut it down completely other than the, the clips because I just want to – I'm using it as an advertising only thing. That's it. It's done. Fuck them. You want to silence me? You want to suppress me for political purposes? Fine, and I'm going to play that game. I can be just as hard-assed. We're out of time for today. I got them all on archive though, folks. They're not deleted. I have every show since the first show on archive. I got them. In a secure location, too. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Again, gone Wednesday, maybe Thursday or Friday. And then uh, we'll be back one more week before I go on vacation. Updated website. Let me know if it is. I haven't made major changes other than it's easier to listen to the show. Other than that. But take care, folks. We're out of time. Have a good one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.